If I offered to personally help you get your coloring book idea out of your head and into your hands in the next 30 days, using the exact same process that helped me create and publish my first book in five days, then leverage my status as a newly published author to launch and leverage it to create two additional income streams in less than six months, allowing me to make more money faster than relying solely on one-off book sales on Amazon or Etsy. And I did it with no formal art training or prior design experience. Would you be interested? Hi, my name is Rodney, creator of the Coloring Book Creator Podcast. My first coloring book, Never Too Late to Make It Happen, inspired me to launch my first paid membership community and online course and coaching program that has helped over a dozen first-time authors create and publish over 30 titles and counting while opening the door for a portfolio of additional income streams like launching a subscription box landing paid speaking opportunities and offline teaching positions, and creating online courses and paid workshops. So the only question is, are you next? If you answered yes, shoot me a text to 415-851-1222. Again, that's 415-851-1222 and says, yes, I heard you on the podcast and I'll respond within 24 hours with details on how to take advantage of this offer. Talk soon. You're listening to the Coloring Book Creator Podcast, Episode 3. The interview you're about to listen to is from a five-part series I produced called Coloring Book Creator Live, featuring five students from my Publish and Promote Your First Coloring Book in 30 Days Challenge program. So without further ado, set back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with coloring book author Michelle Wolf, creator of the coloring book When I Grow Up, Exploring Careers Through Coloring. Enjoy. Our guest today, Michelle Wolf, has created an amazing book for children called When I Grow Up, Exploring Careers Through Coloring, now available on Amazon. Michelle, thank you so much for coming today. How are you? I am doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me and doing this for us. It's awesome. I'm so glad to have you here. You're amazing. So let's move right into it. What made you decide to do a coloring book? Okay. About um, fifth grade, I think I was about 10, I had an art teacher. I, I loved art and the art of expression and creativity, but I had an art teacher when I was 10 who suggested that I not pursue art anymore because it would be a waste of time. And I really thought that that was something that I kind of wanted to pursue into junior high, high school and beyond. But she made such an impression on me when I was so young that I really let it stay with me. And it wasn't until I was getting ready for my own wedding when I was 20 that I found creativity again because I had let her change the way I thought about myself for so long. And I decided that at that time, when I was 20, that I was going to be a creative person and that I wanted to pursue that. And over the last 40 years, I started out as a preschool teacher, taught for 12 years to three, four, and five-year-olds. Then I developed my own interior design company that actually ended up being an award-winning company. I sold that company and then started making handmade gourmet candies myself, turned that into a gourmet company, which ended up being an award-winning company as well in my area for this Best of the City Award, 
which was just beyond any expectations I ever had. Oh my goodness. And then I had children and grandchildren. So that's really what inspired me to move into this realm of coloring books. You have a really broad, diverse background. And I just want to acknowledge something that you just said a moment ago, because we had a conversation about this privately, about what your teacher said to you when you were young and how that could have totally, and it does happen all the time, where children are told something that literally you don't even realize you're literally derailing. Unless that child has a spirit about them, that like, I don't care what you say, I'm doing what I want, <laughs> you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But some children really take that to heart and you're derailing someone off their path. Right, right. And I think adults just kind of dismiss that as being, oh, they're just young. They're, you know, they're not paying attention, but guess what? They really are. And mm-hmm. I really did. And I'm firsthand at seeing how that changed me initially and how it, how it took me forward when I had my own kids and my, now I have five grandchildren, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, it, children are watching, they're learning, they're listening, they're paying attention, whether you think they are or not. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think that the secret in it is as the adult, are you watching them, what they're naturally gravitating towards and encouraging that, or are you trying to dissuade them? And I get where a lot of people do that because they're trying to keep the child safe. Mm-hmm. and help them to make, quote unquote, safe decisions. But children come in already kind of knowing, you know, without knowing what interests them. And an adult is our responsibility to observe that and then encourage that. I think that's key in allowing your child to experience a lot of different things in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. a lot of different opportunities. And then you as the provider of those experiences and opportunities, then sit back and see, okay, that's where they gravitate to. Or maybe it's, maybe they're a hands-on learner, or maybe they're an academic learner, or maybe they're a combination thereof. But I I think as whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a family friend, whoever it is, if you have Mm -hmm. a little in your life, I think it's part of your responsibility to let that child bloom in what's their passion and in what's their creativity. Um, their it's kid. not for you to decide whether they are or they aren't. Absolutely. Now you shared with me, because we're going to talk about next what inspired the book. And since this segues perfectly into, I think you mentioned to me, or you did say to me that your 10 year old granddaughter was instrumental uh-huh. in helping you. She uh, so we'll is. Well, as I said earlier, I started both my sons when they were in their now in their late 30s and early 40s. I started them with crayons before they were a year old, and I did the same thing with my grandchildren. And three of my grandchildren have really taken to creative expression. And my 10-year-old granddaughter now, she has really started to develop her own creative identity. So when I thought that I was finished with building companies and or (laughs) pursuing any more kind of businesses, you know, I stumbled upon your information and it has always been her dream to be an illustrator and a writer. And she has told me that from the time that she was three and a half years old, that that's what she wanted to do. And I saw firsthand 
again, how giving her the opportunities to have that, you know, she can go into my, my craft room or my sewing room and she pulls out fabric and she pulls out paints and she pulls out all those different kinds of things. And, and that's her own identity. But now that I've decided to take on the coloring book genre in my creative pursuits, she now is my sounding board for titles and content. And she's actually going to be helping me do some stop motion animation with our softies that are coming as part of the coloring book. So yeah. Yeah. And then the eight-year-old, my grandson, he is taking care of the cuteness factor of all of my characters. <laughs> if they pass this cute cuteness factor, then they might make themselves their way into the next book. So yeah, he's helping me. She, they're all three of them. My four-year-old granddaughter, she is absolutely the epitome of creative expression without hesitation and not apologetically doing anything that she wants to do. So I, I'm kind of getting that, you know, that renewed sense of exploration and imagination and inspiration from them being able to express their creativity. So that's been awesome. Now, I wanted to show everyone the books and show you some of the designs or the illustrations inside. It's all about different potential careers that a child could pursue. One's uh, for a firefighter or a photographer. Here's one for an artist. Appropriate how I come up with, came up with that, pulled up that page. <laughs> and a ship captain. These are all fun, simple little designs that a child can do. But what you really created this is we're going to the military. There's even some pages in the back here that a child can draw a picture of themselves. Here's one here for... Uh, draw a picture of your favorite toy. And the last one is draw a picture of your favorite place. I just love the design. When you created this book, you were saying that this could be an activity that you as a parent or grandparent could do with your your child. And that was a lot of what inspired the book. You want to talk about yes, that? Yes, absolutely. I, I think I, I've geared the book towards maybe the four to seven-year-old age range. That seems to be where most of my positive uh, reviews have come from as far as, you know, letting people see the book now that it's finished. Mm -hmm. But I kind of look at it as something much deeper, that it's a garden of inspiration and encouragement, that I'm planting seeds for children and parents to talk about and explore the curiosity behind a particular type of job. Not that they're going to decide their careers at four, for heaven's sakes, no. But it's opening up the opportunity for dialogue between parents or grandparents or family or friends or whoever it is, you know, that are going to sit down with that child and possibly color with them and give them some information on what maybe is entailed in that particular type of profession. So I'm hoping that it gives children the opportunity to express themselves with creativity and to find that exploration and imagination, but at the same time, maybe plant a few seeds that will help them as they get a little bit older. I received a little ticker from uh, for reading for an article that I got in my mailbox last night, and it was from the Harvard Business Review, and it talked about how children of the future were now going to be very much exposed to 
artificial intelligence and the world that's coming for them to survive in. And I thought the three things that Harvard Business Review says children of the future in positions of employees and or bosses or leaders need to have three critical things. And that is strategic thinking, imagination and creativity. And I thought, well, that was a pretty interesting article for me to read here last night, pending this this podcast for today, because I think that really tied into what I was, I'm hoping that this book will, this coloring book will create. I'm hoping that it will open up those lines for creativity and inspiration. So. Absolutely. I love that. And 100% correct. And I didn't know this, but I that. A lot of public schools don't do field trips anymore, and they don't bring in people. They used to have career day and things like that in Mm -hmm. school when I was growing up. So where else are they going to get it? And pretty much is all from the internet or someone or their peers Mm -hmm. and where they are. So again, when you get- Well, and some schools don't have art anymore either. I mean, there, there there are a lot of schools that have had to cut through funding issues, have had to cut all their extracurricular, what they consider to be extracurricular classes of art and music and gym and those kinds of things. I know in my area, it's less common to find one that still has those programs than it is for them to not have them, which is frustrating, which is very frustrating. I didn't know that. So, yeah, so Mm -hmm. it really does put it in an age of homeschooling even though maybe if your child still goes to school, there's still going to be some element of homeschooling that's going to be integrated. You now have a vehicle absolutely, to, for the parent who may not know what to do mm-hmm. to help work with their, you know, mm-hmm. encourage mm-hmm. that. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And again, I didn't know about that with the funding issue. So this is it's quite concerning, but thank God for you for creating this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've kind of always been the glass half full kind of girl. I think that philosophy has always got me kind of through the hard stuff in my life. And I think that that should creativity and self-expression and imagination shouldn't be that hard. Right. And again, what I love about coloring in particular is that it doesn't require you to have to know how to draw or to know how to paint. Um, All you need is a book and a set of pencils or crayons. It's inexpensive, as I mentioned yesterday on Quintana's interview. And so honestly, this is something that anyone can do. But I love the fact that you're catching children early if it's something that they're drawn to. Uh And again, to give some time, and this is something just popped in my head right now that I really want to share too, is that, again, I didn't know this. I don't have children, nieces or nephews, so I don't really know what the kids are doing. I didn't know that so many children now spend so much time on tablets and things because that's what the parent gives them to entertain them. Mm -hmm. Uh And while I don't inherently feel like that's wrong at all, you know, I'm not judging it, but I just feel for me as a person who spends a lot of time on technology, why I, as almost a 59 year old man now has embraced coloring myself because I don't want to do everything online. I don't want to do everything on the computer. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally got into coloring because I wanted the tactile experience of feeling my hand moving on paper absolutely, laying down color. And it's opened up my mind that I feel like it's making me better with the tech stuff I'm doing because I have that, those moments 
So while I love all this technology, and as you mentioned ago, the children are definitely going to have to know how to navigate it because it's a part of they're going as a part of their reality as they grow up. Mm-hmm. But I really love what you created here because you're giving them an alternative to only being on the tablet or only mm-hmm. watching the TV. Um, mm-hmm. You have any uh, thoughts about that you'd like to share? Oh, definitely. I see it in my own grandchildren who are homeschooled. And my son is in the technology industry. And, and so they definitely have that influence, but they are very, very limited in what they are allowed to watch and what they are and how much time they have. So they, I think they get an hour and a half of technology on their iPads every other day, twice a week, maybe. Uh, and their television is limited to less than an hour at, in the evening. So they, they are very tactile. They're very aware. And I think that comes with actually experiencing and getting up and doing and seeing and the, the ability for kids to actually color and, and to have those kinds of things. It's a lot more than just coloring. It's focusing and it's hand coordination and it's small motor movement skills. And it's all those things that are going to help them in the future. It's not just about coloring and it's not just about play. I mean, a child's play is their work, you know, and the more they get the opportunity to play and pretend and imagine, it's only going to make them bloom as a person. I mean, it stands to reason, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've displayed the book a couple of times. I'm of course proud as heck of it. So I'm going to keep showing it again. (laughs) Who is it really for? What's the perfect age range for it? I hope you're finding value in this episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about a special workshop I'm hosting called How to Set Up a Simple One-Page Website Designed to Help You Pre-Launch Your Book As You're Creating It. And here's why I'm doing it. So many creative entrepreneurs, unfortunately, make list building a low priority when actually it should be, next to creating your work, one of your highest. Why? Because platforms are changing every second. What's hot right now? Maybe out the window, possibly by the time you finish listening to this episode. But do you know what will never go out of style? Your email list. This is something no one can take away from you. Social media platform or seller can close your account. But with proper preparation and positioning, you can be ready to keep your business going with a simple email. No algorithm worries, no platform freezes. And that's why I created this special workshop. This is not a watch me type training. We are going to be rolling up our sleeves and setting up your first contact list, your one-page website, and a welcome email sequence that will automate so when a new subscriber gives you their contact info, they'll receive your instant response from you. The boot camp will conclude with a special bonus workshop where we'll craft your first welcome email sequence with the power of ChatGPT. And the best part, you get to keep lifetime access to the recordings at the end of each session plus all of my scripts templates and checklist, and it's all yours for just a one-time payment of only $97. So affordable for everything you get. Click the link in the show notes for a complete outline and registration link. And even if you can't make it live, if this training speaks to you, register and I'll personally make sure that you have everything you need to create your first one-page website, launch, and grow your email list. Now back to the episode. 
it seems to be gravitating to the four to seven year old range. I think the, the next volume in that will probably be in that same age range of children. But I'm also looking at doing a little bit little bit different of a character and and maybe adding to the age groups. So maybe go to the tweens and some exploration. But at the same time, I think those those little characters might prove to be other things too. Okay. So I'm thinking about adding little softies that kids can color and then play with and extend their imagination again, hands-on. Wonderful. And the softies, are they going to be based on the characters, the yes. images of the characters in the book? Okay. So yes, they cool. are. So they're mm-hmm. like a little, almost like a little doll that they can A play. little doll. Yep. Yep. Oh, that that's they will be able cool. to color and then play with. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. You got to keep us updated on when that happens. <laughs> so to get more information from Michelle about the book and all the exciting things she's working on, Michelle has graciously offered, I think it is, how many pages is it that you're offering? in your, your Four. Finger? Four. So Michelle's mm-hmm. offering free, free coloring pages that you can get. And then she'll give you more information about her group and where to go buy the book on Amazon. What has been the most significant learning experience that you have uncovered as a result of this process of creating this book? Well, I am at the top of the ladder in um, social media and computer technology challenged. I, uh, it's not something that I grew up with. It's not something that I even made efforts to learn. But at this point, God has put a gift in my heart and he's expecting me to do something with it. And he, I know he does not want it back until I have proven that I can do something with that gift. So I figured that I better lean into it and I better learn about technology and thank heavens for you because that, <laughs> because you, you have been one of the most patient teachers that I think I have ever had in that learning process. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank Definitely you. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun and it is, it's a lot. I mean, I've thrown a lot at all of you, but I knew some of the things I was showing you was probably going to be a little more than you were like, am I going to scare them away? But I was like, no, just, just, it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> because regardless if we're four or five, or like I said, we're 58, 59 years old, technology and social media and doing things online is just part and parcel with how we have to exist in this world now. And uh-huh. so while we may not want to know all this stuff, and trust me, there's things sometimes I wish I didn't know how, how to do, <laughs> but, but it's made me be able to navigate the world. Uh I shared this with you the other day when I was in high school myself, I graduated high school when I was 17. And when I went to college, this was when computers were those little ugly, dark screens that had the green lettering on it. And there was no pictures or nothing to look at. And my father kept saying to me, learn computers. And I was like, what about what's a computer? And I was like, I was, I was taking a typing course that I kept failing (laughs) because I couldn't figure out how to even type. Mm -hmm. So to be able to now spend my life on a computer, it's come full circle. 
And so the things I've learned that I taught myself, I never went to school for anything that I know how to do. I taught myself how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that was a gift. I never looked at it that way until you made that statement the other day is God gives you a gift and he'll keep it until he takes it back. So for me to teach all of you how to do these things, putting together your book and all the other moving parts that are involved in everything has just been mind blowing to me. So I have to be patient because I've had to learn patience because <laughs> I can't expect people to be where I am. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. So, um, right. And the things that you do know, they come so naturally to you because it's part of your gift that you don't even give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. Give it a second thought. So, mm-hmm. and so that's why, again, I grew up with a teacher. My mom's a retired teacher. So I learned it from her as well. And I'm very grateful for that. So I just can't say enough about what you created here, Michelle. And I look so forward to seeing all the new books that you do. I know you've got a new one you're oh, working you. on. I do. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank so, you. So any final words for anyone that is dreaming about creating a coloring book of their own? Well, going back to that dream in your heart, I think if you have a dream in your heart, it's there for a reason. I think it's going to, I think that yearning and that pull is always going to be there and it never goes away regardless of what the content of that gift is or what your age is. Because at 63 now, I I thought I was done. When I sold my last company, I thought I was done creating companies and creating another business. And when I saw your information and I realized that it sparked another part of that creative gift that I never thought my creative passion would be in a coloring book. But what I realized with your information that it's not necessarily about my coloring book per se, but it's the message behind it and the creation of it and why I want it to bring it to fruition into the world. So I think that if you have that yearning and that pull in the creative avenue, I think you have to go for it. And you, Rodney, are the, are the perfect teacher to, to do that regardless of what the book itself is about. It's a lot more than that. And for me, I know that I'm on the right path because my heart feels like it's dancing. And so I feel like if there are other people out there that that have that gift and they feel that yearning and that pull, then they need to let that gift out so their heart can dance as well. That's such a sweet thing to say. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I I mean every bit of it. Oh, I thank you so much. And it is true. I've said to you and I've said to many other people who have been in my circle now for a while is that when I created my book last year, I heard so clearly that it was more than a book. It was bigger than a book. It wasn't even about the book. The book is the way that we as individuals connect. You know, I present the book to you. You take the book, you work with it. But it's the message behind the book. And that's what I love about each and every one of you and what you've done. You have a message that transcends the book. The book is just the transaction uh, mm-hmm. that happens. But your message is, you know, you're dedicated to children not falling prey to a teacher that mm-hmm. may be well-meaning saying something to them that could change the, the whole trajectory of their life. 
And that's what right. your real gift is here. And you, so you've taken it full circle and I applaud you for that. And I thank you. Well, for that. thank, thank you. Thank you. I, I just feel like if, if you have a little that's in your life, if you have a child that's in your sphere of influence and you have ever seen that child full of joy for what they're doing, there's no greater gift. And I truly believe that there is no greater gift to give anyone other than pure inspiration. Mm, well and you said. have done that. Well said, well said. And I thank you all. Well, this uh, wraps up our time together. I, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I have the confidence to believe that you'll be back. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. It's been great. Yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know you and getting to help you put this out into the world. When I look at your book, it makes me smile. <laughs> thank you. you. Know, I'm almost 60 years old, but I still need to smile. <laughs> Don't we you all? Need to Don't smile we all? So mm-hmm. thank you so much and for sharing your journey. We really appreciate it so much. Well, thank so. you. I, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I look forward to everybody else joining into the community. Thanks so much for listening. Links to the author's book and other resources are available in the show notes.